0: This is an EO APAC production, and the Phoenix is rising. This is Episode 8 of Phoenix Rising, as we travel all across APAC to listen to entrepreneurs' stories of pivots and changes through business and life. Today, I have with me someone who, if you meet him, is always dressed in his favorite color of pink. He calls himself Mr. Pink, and on his name card, his title is the Chief Shepherd. He's the owner of a mineral water manufacturing and distribution business named Palangi. and in Bahasa Indonesia, Pelangi means rainbow. Their mission is to live to love. As you can hear, he and his company is very colorful. He went through a business crisis during the pandemic, which caused a 50% drop. So they had to pivot and change the way they moved. He has also gone through a personal pivot, stepping down as CEO in 2021 and now focusing time in doing something he loves, which is coaching and sharing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's truly great for me to have today, Mr. Pink, Maxim Muliadi. Hey, Maxim.
1: Hey. Hi, Raymond.
0: How are you, man?
1: I'm Pink. <laughs> How about you?
0: <laughs> wow. You know, that will probably be my first question, Maxim. Why Pink?
1: If I were to start from the very beginning, the, like just any other mineral water, the color is always blue. And at that time, I was trying to, how to stand out, why everybody is just blue. There was some orange and red, but I don't want to follow the the, the, the trend that was going. So at that point of time, interestingly, I also experienced some broken heart rejected by the girl that I pursue. Uh,
0: so so the, broken heart.
1: Ah, uh, broken heart. So broken heart, there is a need to love and to be loved. So, uh, I'm not sure if you ever uh, googled it, but there is the the very first logo, it was actually a broken heart. And then 2018, I got married. Now it become a full heart. So there's a full heart behind every uh, uh, logo now with uh, Pelangi there.
0: Wow, awesome. So when uh, when did Pelangi get started?
1: It was two thousand three. Was uh, founded by my dad, but it was like a sideline business. Not so much uh, uh, care was put into it. I came in twenty fourteen. Uh, I joined EO twenty sixteen. Uh, ever since then, grown the business uh, more than ten times. Uh, so back then, there's no accelerator <laughs> EO accelerator. So yeah,
0: awesome. And can you share with uh, our audience today what a little bit about the company? What does it do?
1: Yeah. So uh, it started as just uh, mineral water manufacturing and distribution. And then I, I begin to create my own distribution company uh, because having it both together is somehow not, not so good in terms of the governance. Then from then on, uh, after the distribution company, and then in 2019, I created a holding company on top of it. Uh, and then it only ran last year officially. Uh, make it legal. Uh, everything was uh, 2020 <laughs> during the pandemic. And then now we pivot into uh, like building our uh, second and third engine in totally different business. Like I have a, a coaching platform. I have uh, design services for SME. Yeah. So, and then also uh, now we have a circular economy starting with uh, used cook oil. This is one of the pivot which I'm going to tell you later.
0: Oh wow, my gosh, there's so many things that you're doing. So during the pandemic, obviously 2020 was a rough year for many people. Yes. What happened to you during the pandemic? What happened to the company?
1: Oh, so so at first, I thought it was just the usual quarter one uh, slow. I remember I was in Manila for a Gallup certification. But the reason why I was there is because I'm just being cheapskate to hire A coach is just as expensive as uh, uh, becoming one myself. So my eyes will become one. So it was on that day I finished my certification. Manila went into lockdown. And I thought, yeah, maybe I still can go home. Maybe Indonesia will not be as bad. You know, it will be like just the SARS day. It will not be so bad. And then the reality began to hit the next month. It was really begin to a rapid drop. Suddenly there is just no demand and uh, places begin to uh, lock down. Uh, so so then we experienced that 50 percent dip, in so, uh, so it goes it goes down like like gradually like from 30 to 40 because usually we begin to pick up yeah. but instead of going up at that uh, April, uh, uh, March to April it goes down instead wow. so so yeah it was really uh, shocking we were expecting I mean 2019 was our best year yet you know so I thought uh, 2020 we're gonna have another best year best uh, all the time we have but uh, we swing instead. Okay. Uh, but but uh after uh, was it because sorry
0: was it because uh lockdown means retail shops were closed
1: yes malls uh, were
0: closed and yeah. just water just tend to be the direct relation that nobody needed
1: yeah. water so what happened throughout the rapid growth uh we we focus a lot on B2B so hence a lot of factories offices school and for our branding, it's always good to, to work with a lot of hotel, restaurant, and cafe. So <laughs> during this pandemic, everything was affected, people working from home. And we have not been focusing so much on our home to home delivery, which was our core foundation. Before I came in, it was the, the main engine. But we don't have any like B2B or we don't sell to uh, distributor. We don't have like, we only have one or two small distributors. So so now everything was like it was like ninety percent. So hence the big dip uh, in the revenue.
0: And what changes then did you make?
1: Okay, so so the changes there. Uh, so again, I, I was I was uh, I was just being uh, stubborn. Stubborn. I mean, we we still have some uh, uh, capital from our last year profit, right? So yeah. instead of just injecting on the working capital to cover the minus, mm-hmm. uh, I decided, how about we do something different instead? How about we focus on developing capabilities and learning in our leadership so that hopefully when we rebound back, we are more than ready to face or whatever changes we need to do things differently, we can do it now. So hence, I uh, invested a lot. There was like almost a 100,000 US, almost 100,000 US investment in learning and development throughout the wow. year. Uh, me and my leadership team. Uh, so so it was like the highest ever. <laughs> uh, so, so, and then also uh, I hired a special project manager, but it was a uh, 2021, but along the way, these are the things that I, mm. I did. And then I also hired also in between, like, you know, more, more people like for the HR uh, and then uh, IT I did uh, last year uh, because we want to be technological uh, centric, and then a lot of the learning, also learning like supply chain from Kellogg. So there's a lot of always, there is a touch of technology and happened to be one of the case studies was, uh, Kellogg was pretty really up to date. So they were talking about uh, how how toilet paper <laughs> ran out because of the sudden spike of demand. So it's a supply chain issue. So now I can see that everything is back to the supply chain. That that makes me want uh, to look. Okay, so what is our supply chain right now, and how can we redesign that so that we can rebound back? And then like you know, and and having a uh, and luckily. Uh, before before uh, the pandemic happened, also I went to Taipan 2021. So oh. so it was really there's a strong intention of really implementing the scaling up, even go to the extent that I become a scaling up coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so those are really uh, implemented by the book to the book. Like uh, we evolve our daily rhythm and finding rhythm. So a lot of uh, experimentation, even as far as uh, tweaking with the different technology to to have the right field of freedom. Uh, so, at least after that one year, we got that moment and we get it on up to now. So, wow. so, some of the things. so
0: you invested into training, you invested into learning, you spent about 100000 not only training yourself but your whole entire leadership team. You yourself <laughs> became a Gallup certified coach, a scaling up coach. I know you said yeah. that, uh, you know, it was because you wanted to save some money and things like that. But, did you think that whole investment paid off? Did the business recover because of the learning?
1: Yes, yes. so so we begin to see things differently and then uh, because of the uh, like scaling up with them, we, are, we are more coordinated and aligned more than ever and more adaptive. Uh, and then like uh, new businesses born from those crises uh, like the coaching platform, uh, it was uh, it was really a, a funny story how, Someone that I wanted to hire to be like my HR director or manager, but she don't want to be hired. So at least uh, then, then she become uh, my co-founder and she become the CEO now. Uh, so I have a very feminine, woman-led business. Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so those are uh, one of the things uh, that that happened.
0: Okay. I remember, Maxim, you were mentioning that you know just the drop in profits. Was not the only thing that you experienced. You also experienced yep. a couple of other challenges during the pandemic, yep. right? What were some of those other challenges?
1: Yeah. So so uh, okay. So personally, I got coffee for Christmas, oh, but gosh. two <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, the, the best gift ever, right? <laughs>
0: I wouldn't think it is, but yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs>
1: Uh, two or three weeks before that uh, uh, the, the December was the, the great the, I, I will say it was the greatest struggle because I, we thought that okay maybe it's getting better you know things begin to lose uh, pe- uh, things places getting crowded again we see a jump in uh, revenue on the recovery path still uh, making a loss, not yet profit. and suddenly out of the blue we have a mafia mob like block our factory for no apparent reason. So which which is actually uh, uh, tied down, not, not really directly. actually it has nothing to do with my, my 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 dad has a timber business and happened to be these guys are actually from the subcon and but they just want to make trouble. that's it. They want to extort money for no apparent reason. Uh, and then they somehow they found out that <laughs> there is also mineral water factory and then they just decided to block block it. So we got two cycle our distribution one. Is the main distribution center and the factory, so we got hit twice. <laughs> so it's really not helping. And as you see, being a being a very bold mafia, they don't need to wear mask. So there's no health protocol. So and and to, uh, I, I don't want to say bad things about Indonesian, uh, uh police. But you know they, they he they, they just they they just literally I, I call uh, someone who is a retired uh, high-ranking officer. Says, that is how the people force out their they are concerned and it's actually legal and oh we God. don't have to do anything uh the police basically just stand there you know and they're here they are they are blocking any vehicle that coming in and coming out so for that day and, and they just don't want to move
0: and you can't, uh, operate, unless
1: eh? the, can't operate i mean we can produce inside but yep. no trucks coming in and out hmm. and and you know we have to do also a bit of pr to the our so supplier that send goods over there right <laughs> they can come in that but they can, cannot go out and also there's a personal safety issue because yeah. uh at my my dad stayed right in front of the factory so so he have to to stay in, in my my brother's house and i also need to stay nearby the factory but luckily uh you know they do not know left but yeah those are quite uh <laughs> heart pumping even though there's police force and all that but you know I, and I would, I even texted the governor. What are you doing about this? Can you like help me? He just like, yeah, okay, what happened? And then like, he never responded to me anymore. So
0: that's crazy. Going through not uh, only revenue drops but also needing to battle with COVID and then also battle with uh, the the mafia and so on. Is is did the business recover?
1: Uh, by uh, March uh, this year, uh, it. Backs to profitability for at least uh, three months before the extreme lockdown because of the Delta variant. Yes. But also, there's a good test uh, because even though our revenue dropped, it was never at, it was still higher than uh, last year. Mm. So it, it shows that we have some resilience, but you know, in terms of profitability, still still not when it hits a total lockdown. So it, it shows that our uh, effort of going digital, going online, uh, and we have other side revenue is not enough to bring up. So, but at least it's a good stress test Okay. to see if the changes work.
0: <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you something because uh, I heard that uh, in 2021, after going through all this, you stepped down as CEO. Yeah. Now, can you share with us, why did you make that decision?
1: So, you know, the, the initial idea is always incepted by uh, Uncle George. <laughs> The the durian king uh, he always say uh, uh, in, during the EO accelerator days at uh, beginning in Indonesia he always say uh, something about the notion working on the business but not in the business. Yes. So so I I apparently have found my passion throughout that learning and development together. You know implementing what I learned. and I don't feel that I am a, a CEO material. But I love uh, learning and I love uh, teaching, sharing and coaching. So if I can only do two things, that's I want to do. Thinking and talking, talking mm. to think and think to talk. So I think that's what makes me happy. Uh, so hence, uh, why not just try this uh, this way anyway? Then ready or not, at that point of time, I just make the uh, simple governance with all the people that I have because I've been working with them and I know they can be trusted. And they are like they have some soul. Uh, they have not say some soul. They have soul for the company. Mm. So I make my CFO at that time to become the CEO of the holding company until now. And the COO to be the CEO of the uh, water uh, company, and so so then at the time also I already hired two special project managers which I onboarded. Uh, if you ever look at my Gallup assessment, I have zero execution, and that's why I have two project managers, not one, two. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess that's the beauty of uh, understanding the the Gallup. You know, both yeah. both of us, right? Uh, me me and yeah. you, Maxim, we. We understand yeah. the Gallup Strengths Finder, and I think it's really great yeah. that we understand what is our true talents, lah. So I guess for you, understanding that, do you you feel that uh, your your passion in life now is about coaching and sharing? But has that yeah. worked out for you in the last couple? Of, how long have you been doing the coaching and sharing now?
1: Uh, because it started with also internal. If I were to count also my internal team, that will be this is my year two. Nice. This is year two. Uh, then of course i i do engage with uh, other uh, clients as well external so i have a feel of the difference between external and internal and also learning to let go <laughs> being stepped down sometimes i still feel like the i mean there's a talent called command that want to be a dictator like when situation get out of hand want to be in the hand again yeah. uh, so le- learning that was 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 not easy
0: and how did your team take to this decision were they were they okay with it? Were they acceptable that you stepping down as CEO and a CFO taking over?
1: Mm, yeah, They. they, they have. I mean like throughout that pandemic at least that CF I mean together with uh, CF they already know although he's like one of the new guys that I bring uh, they have already a, a good alignment so there's a certain trust that you know this guy is competent and have a soul for the company so at least that uh, uh, it was agreeable. Uh, and and there is no drama or whatnot. Uh, and and they they were really supportive of my decision.
0: Awesome, man, Maxim. I think we we have similar paths, right? I think we've known each other for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, yes. I've gone from uh, running companies to really teaching and uh, sharing. Uh, we've had the privilege to to be on a, a training together in Jakarta. And I think I'm just so yep. uh, so amazed and so. Glad, you know, uh, to see you, you know, shining, you know, in this sense. So,
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: So, other than this, so what is the, the company focus now on? You mentioned there was a couple of new things that you're doing, yeah. going into even uh, yeah. doing something on circular economy. Yeah, Share something about that.
1: Uh, sure, sure. So, so, this is the result of the pivot, right? So, uh, uh, last year also, uh, we, we, we established the holding company, legal company, Although twenty nineteen started like virtually building up, so twenty twenty we have it legally, and then uh, the core business is still the mineral water manufacturing and distribution. But there's a spin off to it because uh, we know we will be uh, sending off thousand tons of plastic if not regulated. But of course, there's a challenge in itself because of the infrastructure and the whole ecosystem, and how it's monopolized by certain comp- big competitors and which cannot allow us to join to to go into that. Uh, circular economy. So we started with something else because we realized that, hey, uh, might as well, when we drop off uh, our bottled water to homes, why not we just collect the cooking oil, they got money and we can always uh, export it. And then how this cooking oil can be refined as maybe uh, remade plastic or uh, slightly more uh, environmentally friendly uh, biodiesel or other, other forms of stuff. Uh, so there's economic value. And, and now we were in talk with the local government how to have the application. We already have a web-based application. We're going to take it to another level. How we're going to make that into able to pay for the bus fare. Oh, wow. Yeah. At least for the whole central Java, bus fare is payable for anyone. Access with that, uh, they, they, they can.
0: So this is a very, very new type of business model for you.
1: Yeah, totally, totally new. Uh, but the concept was not so new because I've been learning uh, from uh, 2019. I, I, learned, I got certified as a sprint coach in exponential organization. So anything that I spin off now has to be exponential organization in a sense that we have to solve a uh, greatest, uh, humanity greatest problem, let's say, with abundance, with what already is there. Because if you see a company like Airbnb or Gojek or Grab, this, they literally kind of solve uh, problems with abundance. So we look at the abundance of useful oil and waste, how we're going to solve a problem in the, in the earth or maybe in people, or maybe like the coaching platform, abundance of coaches and mental health practitioners. And there's a lot of it, especially during COVID, people need to be connected for their uh, access because sometimes they find difficulties. So how about we create a platform and see how it goes from there. So that's already on a on a it shows some evidence of success, but this is a matter of how to scale the platform uh, bigger to onboard more uh, coaches, mental health practitioners, and, and more people who are in it.
0: Wow, that sounds super awesome, man. Maxim, is there yeah. any other certification that you're not certified in? You you've been a Gallup uh, certified, <laughs> you're a certified, you're scaling up certificates. What's the next certification?
1: Oh no no no! Certification, I think I have enough for this one year. it's is a it's a persuade. So the last one was May, a story brand guide. So I thought I always been uh, telling. Uh, I mean, not been telling a, a good story about my brand. I mean, like people still knows me like the this pink guy, you know. But it doesn't got haven't got the essence of about live to love, inspiring love that kind. So I thought story brand uh, will be a good practice to have and how it can be combined with all other a uh, right. framework
0: or way of thinking that I've accumulated. Is this the one so, by Don Miller?
1: Yes, story ah, brand. Yes, awesome, awesome. that
0: one. Okay, man, Maxim. It's just been such a great last uh, 20 minutes. Uh, I know I wish we had another three hours to talk as we always <laughs> talk so much right, when we're together, right? I need to ask yeah. you the last question. So sure. looking at all this, looking at the whole two years and even going through your life, what can you say has been your greatest discoveries?
1: Mm, that is the, the, the I think the greatest discovery is the embody, embodiment of PING. So PING now, not only just a color, PING has a, a abbreviation to it. P for prosperous, I for inspire, N is for nurturing, and K for kind. So uh, I'll be someone that can bring... Uh, a channel of prosperity, inspiration, and nurturing kindness to this world. That's why the mission statement for for me uh, it will be now personally, uh, uh, through lovey and through through whatever I'm doing, is to bloom a pink earth. And why do I want to bloom a pink earth? So I can see a world of inspiring unity where everyone is creatively united in their mind, body, and soul.
0: Wow, mind, body, and soul, uh, Maxim. It's been a great chat so far. I really also personally took home a lot. And you know, I hope that one day me and you can uh, coach together in some platform, right? You know, today it's really been uh, about Mr. Pink. And I've learned how now that the uh, pink actually stands for something. So it's yeah. really been a great journey for you and I wish you all the best, Maxime. Thank you so much for talking to me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Pink blessing to all of you <laughs> oh,
0: awesome. Pink blessing thank you so much Maxim ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us today as we listen to Maxim Mulyadi also known as Mr. Pink on his personal journey if you like this episode tune in to the next one as we go through Phoenix Rising together thank you you've been listening to an EO APAC production if you enjoyed today's episode do hit subscribe and share it with your friends and family I look forward to sharing with you the next story of a phoenix rising